You cannot separate Jesus Christ from his word. And so if we want Christ in our lives, if we want Christ to reign in our lives, we have to be in the word of God. He has already spoken to us. We yeah. don't need to look for the new revelation. Yes. We need to look back to what the perfect revelation is and live on that eternal word. The Bible says so clearly, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God remains forever. It's eternal. We're actually, when we pick up the Bible and read it, we're dealing with an eternal yes. doctrine. Thousands of people set out every year to read the Bible cover to cover, only to quit mid-Leviticus. Now, 2022 is the year to change that and turn in a different direction radically by the power of God's Word. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Today, we're going to discover a challenge. But before we get there, we want to welcome Dr. Mikey Mewborn, no stranger to our program, Mikey, it's always good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to be here, Byron. <laughs> so what's been happening in the Mewborn family? Uh, a lot is going on in the Mewborn family. Um, my wife is working on her second doctorate, so she's really busy with school. I'm working on some things with schooling as well. Our little boy, Wesley, is three and a half years old, and so we're just enjoying the time. We love spending time with family, trying to do as much as we can, and excited about this challenge that I'll be sharing about today. Well, you are the vice president at Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary, also the chairperson of theology. Don't you do something with students, too? Oh, yeah. I oversee <laughs> a department called Student Life, and so that means I oversee everything, admissions, student life as well as housing. And so I'm involved big time. Yeah, uh, I knew you were. Do seminary professors find it challenging to consistently read the Bible? And that might sound like a stupid question. You know where I'm going with that? Absolutely. And I think just uh, just like everyone in the world, we're so busy with all the things going on in life, whether it's our family or it's our careers, things like that. Or maybe we're doing ministry. A lot of us have, a lot of people in the world have multiple jobs. And just like most folks in the world, we, we find it challenging sometimes to, to make sure that we're in the Word of God. But as long as we set aside specific times each day to do that, whether that's in the morning or the afternoon or the evening for you, I think setting aside and having a discipline is a really important thing. Yeah, I think that's a good word there, too, being consistent, having yeah. that discipline. What about your students in the classroom? Uh, do you find they also might have a difficult time or challenge being consistent in daily reading, not for their assignments, but to have that alone time in the Word? Yeah, absolutely. Our student life director, his name is Nick Brown, and he's doing an outstanding job. Uh, he started this chronological Bible reading recap, is what he calls it. And he started our students going through that, and he found out pretty quickly that students don't have a specific time or it's all over the place. And so what they've talked about is how do they set up those specific times, the specific places where you study the Bible and you can stay in it and stay consistent. And he's really helping them do that. And that's not only helping them, I think it's helping everyone in the school. It's, yeah. it's a wonderful thing. Mikey, a recent LifeWay study found that only 32% of Americans who attend a Protestant church regularly say they read the Bible personally every day. Evangelical Protestants fared a little better, 36%, but not that much. Al Mohler put it, the scandal of biblical literacy is our problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember reading a book years ago, probably over 15 years ago now, uh, by Ken Ham, who, is the, uh, who started the Creation Museum, and he wrote a book called Already Gone, and he talked about people that are not in the Word of God, that they have pulled away, and if you pull away completely from what God has said, you're one generation away from being totally illiterate as far as the Bible goes. You'll no longer believe in God or believe in Jesus. That is such a sad commentary, and it I is. think we're seeing the results of that around us in our nation, sadly. Yeah. 
Wow. Absolutely. And it's, it's heartbreaking. And so as a pastor for nine years of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Carrierville, Tennessee, uh, I was burdened with this as far as getting people in the Word of God. A lot of times people ask, what have you done with your life? You know, when you get to the end of your life, what have you done with the dash in between your birth date and your death date? And I don't know, early on, as I, when I became a pastor, my heart was to get people in the Word of God because I know it'll change their lives. It's kind of like the idea, you hear the illustration, you can give someone a fish and you'll feed them for a day, but if you teach them how to fish, you can feed them for a lifetime. And I feel that way about the Bible, that if we can get them to understand it and read it for themselves, then they're taken care of, not just for this life, but eternal life. Yeah, I think that's so true because, you know, the pastor's responsibility, according to Ephesians, is to equip the saints. I guess it can be a challenge to keep from being a TED Talk speaker on Sunday mornings yeah. where people just come and hear stories. I don't mean bad stories. I'm talking about God's Word. But then don't engage their own personal reading plan, their own personal, not just reading, but being obedient to what they read in following Christ. That's right. And I think some of the keys to do that is, of course, setting up the time. We, we have all kinds of devices to keep us on task and to keep us um, in order and keep our calendars set. Yeah. We have that. But we also have the supernatural power of the Lord with our brothers and sisters in Christ that can help hold us accountable for what we're doing. And I think partnering up with people to do something um, such as Bible reading per day is very, very helpful and beneficial. Mikey, just a few couple thousand years ago on the cross— when Jesus breathed his last breath, the last words he said was, it is finished. That's right. And that term has motivated you in light of the Bible reading challenge today to create something that's pretty unique. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> that's exactly right. So that phrase, it is finished, motivated me to truly, I believe God was in this to, from the beginning of showing me, hey, this is what I want you to call people to do. This is the challenge that I'm going to have you start and, and put forth to people in your church. And it started out in our church, but what happened was other people in other churches said, we want to be a part of this as well. So now there's an opportunity for us to take it global, take it worldwide. And that's what's so exciting about this. I found out that recently in your own personal study, there was a couple of things that stood out to you in God's Word. One was dealing with the Babylonians when they sacked the city of Jerusalem. You want to talk about that? Yeah, that's right. If you if you remember the story, um, we just remember in the book of Daniel, uh, crazy time when Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians, when they came in and they sacked the city of Jerusalem, it was sacked for well over 100 years. And it was a terrible time. It was a terrible time for all those who were Jewish at that time. But Nehemiah was called by the Lord to go and to help rebuild the walls of that city and, and bring people back into that city. And after they did that, and after that was brought forth, they rebuilt those walls in 52 days. But then Nehemiah brought in Ezra, and Ezra stood in front of the people and read the Word of God. And then the Word of God went out into the people, and they heard it, and then they repented. And they, they said, Lord God, you are faithful. We have been faithless, and we want to be right with you. And so it brought forth a revival. And I believe that that's a, a really big um, call for all of us who have the Word of God today, the whole Word of God. They didn't even have the New Testament then. They didn't have much of the Old Testament then at that time. But what we have now is the, all of the Bible saying, here's what we're doing moving forward. Forward, let's take it and let's follow the Lord. Mikey, so you have this time in the Word. You see where God is dealing with Israel through the captivity of the Babylonians. After 100 years, they come out of us deprived of God's Word because they haven't had it. But it seems like there was a desire for change. Yeah, that's right. And then God raised up 
Ezra to read the word, the law, to the people in which they gladly received and responded to. This was the process that God started showing you the priority of God's word in our lives. I mean, you're a professor at the seminary. So, I mean, how did this connect and how did this birth this Bible challenge that you've created? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. So early on in uh, ministry, as I was pastoring Emmanuel Baptist Church, I came across a verse in Ezra 7.10 that Ezra said in his heart to study the law of the Lord, to do it, and to teach its statutes in all of Israel. When I heard that passage, I kept thinking, we need to take the Word of God, we need to read it, believe it, and live it out. And that became kind of a phrase for me that I wanted to make sure that I did well. Well, what happened back in 2015, I was... It was a normal year for us as I was pastoring. Everything was going fine. And then in about the month of August, I became very sick. It started with a cold. Then it got down into my lungs. And I have severe asthma. And it got deep in my lungs. And and it turned into pneumonia. The pneumonia was so hard on me that it really made me bedridden just about. I mean, I was completely in unable to even go to the mailbox. I couldn't make it. I couldn't I couldn't walk to the mailbox without having to stop type thing. It was a very, very tough time for me. And while I was there, I realized how fragile my life was physically, that I was dependent on the Lord to just to sustain my life or to preserve my life. And so it was during this time that I saw not only a need physically to go to the Lord, but I saw a huge spiritual need. And I started reading through the Bible while I was in between sleeping and eating a little yeah. bit. That's all I was doing. Uh. And so I just read through the Bible, and I probably read through the Bible two, maybe even three times in those three months. I just read through it because I could do nothing else. And it was during that time that the Lord did a huge work in my life. So that was six years ago. And he does this huge work in my life to the point where I felt called to take our church through the Bible the following year, starting on January 1st. And so I looked at a year-long Bible reading plan. I looked at a six-month Bible reading plan. I looked at all these things, and it just wasn't what we were supposed to do. So we came to a two-month Bible reading plan. I thought, this is what we're supposed to do. We're going to read through the entire Bible in two months. We'll read through the Old Testament on the month of January. We'll read through the New Testament in the month of February, and we're going to knock this thing out. And when I brought that to the church, just as you can imagine, people said, Pastor, do you not realize I have four kids? Do you not realize I have three jobs? Do you not realize I'm busy taking care of my parents? Do you not realize this, this, this? And I said, I, I do. And I said, but this challenge I know is going to impact our lives. So you can read it or you can listen to the Bible. So maybe as you're doing chores, as you're working out, maybe as you are driving to work and and home from work, you can just listen to the Bible. But we can do this. And I asked him, I said, will you do me a favor? I challenged him. Will you turn off Netflix for a time? Will you turn off Hulu? Will you turn off Amazon Prime? Turn off social media? Turn off things like Fox News. At that time, that was a big deal. So everybody said, I can do this. And so we started. Now, here's what was so exciting. As soon as we started on that January 1st, um, I was surprised to find out people were actually doing it. My (laughs) wife and I have a joke. We were sitting up in bed talking about this. And I look over to my wife and I said, I said, hey, babe, do you think anybody's reading the Bible like we're reading the Bible right now? Because it was 39 chapters in Genesis the first day. And I looked over and I said that, and she said, no, probably not. And I kind of agreed with her. I said, probably not. But we got to church two days later, January 3rd, that was a Sunday, and to our surprise, almost all the adults, majority of adults and students in our church had jumped in, and they were reading through the Word of God. And so by the time we finished the month of January, we got through the Old Testament, and here's what was so special about that. 
I noticed that 50% of all the people that started completed reading through the Old Testament in the month of January, 50% of those folks. And then we continue, those same folks went, went on to read the New Testament. But in month three, somebody came up and said, hey, I know it's taken me three months, but I finished the Bible. Then somebody came up in month four, I know it's taken me four months. Then they did it month five. Probably one of the most exciting things for me is when a, a man who's about 70 years old is a deacon in our church. He came up to me, and he had tears in his eyes, and he said, Pastor, i got to tell you something. I've never read a book in my entire life, never. Wow. But today I can tell you I just finished reading all the way through the Word of God because you challenged me, and it has made a huge impact in my life and my family. And so from that, we have seen God work in a huge way. He restored relationships. He helped with parenting in ways the lord the bible just changed the way people were parenting it changed sunday school classes now people weren't walking into the class saying what do you guys think now people are actually sharing the word of god in their sunday school classes their dialogue and they're being they're engaging being involved well i was wondering is there a danger in trying to stick to a three-month plan that it becomes more of a self-achievement than getting to really know and walk in a relationship with god i mean there's a fine line there now, you're describing some stories here where the opposite happened. That's right. Well, and, and I think the reason for this is that our biggest struggle today in any theological circles is context. We throw verses out there and hashtags out there all day long, but there's no context to what's happening. Yeah. So if the people yeah. that are receiving these so-called doctrines don't understand the context, it'll mess up a full belief system. Yeah. And so what the three-month Bible reading plan does is it allows you to see the full story of redemption in one period of time, in that three-month period of time, and it gives you context for everything that you study from then on. And so I think, actually, this is probably a, a better way, in a sense, to just to get a, a huge dose of the Word of God so that everything you read from then on starts to make sense. Yep. Everything, it's within a context. Oh, that happened in the Old Testament. Oh, that happened in the New Testament. And so when people do that in the right way, the context is going to make the difference. I think that's a good word. And when you take a trip to Israel, it might be a, you know, a week or 10 days, Yeah, I mean, just walking on that soil and seeing firsthand so much comes to life and then when you read the bible but when you see the overall picture and see it put together another key part of this plan that you have on your website is to pray yes which is key answering again the question is this self-achievement or is this involving my walk with christ and as you pray and humble yourself say god here i am what do you want to teach me as you open up and read those daily readings in that three-month plan that's exactly right and so before I read the Scripture, every time before I read the Scripture, I pray that the Spirit of God, which resides in all believers, I pray that the Spirit of God would give me wisdom and understanding for a passage that I'm looking at to, to teach me. The Holy Spirit is the master teacher of all of us. Yes. And so if he's the master teacher of all of us, as we read the Word of God, he's going to help us understand even the diff most difficult doctrines that the Word of God puts out for us. And so I find that so crucial to what we do. And also, I think it's very important to be praying now as people accept this challenge and preparing for that. Mikey, you think about what we neglect for not reading God's Word. Yeah. I mean, you know, what we miss out on, really, in our relationship, because sometimes I find, you know, when you allow the busyness of life, as you mentioned, getting the kids to soccer practice or ballet or, you know, you've got this meeting to go to, you've got all these demands on your schedule, and you might go several days without reading, and maybe your attitude gets a little rough, and, and then maybe things just start kind of falling apart for you emotionally or things start happening, 
you lose your focus and perspective. Yeah. And then when you get back in the Word, you get so oh, that's what I was missing. You know. Yeah. To have that consistent time is so valuable to who we are yeah. as Christ followers. That's a great point. One of the verses that has stuck with me for many years in ministry and in, in my personal life is John fourteen twenty one, and it says, "Whoever has my commands and obeys them." He is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. And I think so many of us believers, we don't get to see the Lord very much. It's because we're not in his word. We're not interacting with him, and we're not listening to him, and we're not taking in what he has to say. And so because of that, we're missing out on what God wants to show us and what he wants us to do. And I think that passage is so clear for us that if we would take the word of God, we'd read it, believe it, and live it, our lives would be in sync with whatever he's calling on us to do. And we would truly have the mind of Christ because he's given us his thoughts, at least what he wants to reveal to us. Now, the It Is Finished Bible Challenge, as we're presenting to our listeners today, is uh, something that would start, what, in January of 2022? That's exactly right. So January 1st of 2022, we will begin by reading the Bible. You've given several methods. You say you can read a physical Bible, a digital device, which many have on their iPads, their tablet, their phone, or uh, an audio version, Bible apps or recordings, as long as you're in the Word. That's exactly right. And so there are so many opportunities, and we have access like never before with the Word of God. So people can read it on their phones. They can read it on a tablet. They can read their physical Bibles, which I always encourage people to do that. You can go back to certain pages, and, and you remember that very well. But listening has been something that's been, been very helpful. Some of us are, are great audio learners, and uh, and that's one of the wonderful things. I've listened to the Bible all the way through, and it's made a huge impact on my life. And I love because you can change the speeds of the way things are read to you, yeah. and I love that. Because some of us listen a little faster than others do, and some of them are more dramatic reading. So there's a lot of opportunity out there for taking in the Word of God. Is there a particular version of the Bible that you recommend for the challenge? Not necessarily. Uh, I really do appreciate certain translations that I think are closer to the original text. And so uh, I preach from the English Standard Version, and that's a version that I really have come to like and enjoy. I think there's some other wonderful ones out there, like the New American Standard Version. I like the NIV version, and some people have different thoughts about the NIV version. I'm I'm not a big fan of the TNIV version, but the, the older one I, I love very much, and I think it captures the sentence of what's going on, the thought. I think one of the professors, Dr. Larry Walker, former professors at Mid-America, was in instrumental in the New International Version of the Bible. He had, I think, one of the books of the Bible or a couple of the books of the Bible. It's amazing to see how that version of the Bible has gone to the world. It's it's a very understandable version. Other versions, like the New American Standard, is almost a verse-by-verse type of translation. So you have some are more sentence-by-sentence translations, and then some are word-for-word translations, and those are a little different. Have you thought past the three months, is there a follow-up challenge to the it is finished challenge? Is it finished after that point? That's a great thought. So my wheels are turning all the time (laughs) about what we can do moving forward, and my hope is to keep people in the Word of God 
maybe doing something a little different after March. But right now we're kind of gearing up for everything going on then. We might actually return to the challenge in the summer and do another three-month challenge because it's completely doable. Yeah. Yeah. What's absolutely. your marketing plan to get the word out of Of course, we're here on Bot Radio Network, yeah. and we're glad to share the story, but plans to get it among churches. I'm really leaning on you, Byron, and all of this <laughs> to get this to the world. But no, we're doing a lot with social media. That's going to start up uh, in the next couple of weeks where we're pushing that a lot. We're reaching out to a lot of pastors at this time. There's some connections that we've we've made uh, with some influencers yeah. uh, internationally, and so made some connections in Africa, uh, which is just incredible for some of the major influencers there. Also, places like Indonesia, Nepal. So this is something that I think America is going to see. The United States are going to see something wonderful happen here. But I think what happens worldwide is going to be even more exciting. I think we're going to see them take a hold of this and run with it as well. That's so exciting. Well. One of the individuals you have on your website, some a great website, by the way, those who have commented about their personal uh, experience and journey of reading through the Bible, Dallas says, I'm very excited to hear that this challenge is being made to other believers in Christ. I was personally challenged several years ago in a role to read through the Old Testament in January and the New Testament during February. He says, I admit it was a huge challenge for me because I hate reading. The first year, I made it almost all the way through in two months. The next year, I finished in two months. The third year, I was searching for answers from God. I actually read the entire Bible in one month. I read it from the Old Testament in the morning and the New Testament in the afternoon. It was a challenge that has changed my life forever, and I encourage others to do it as well. As a matter of fact, after writing this, I'm encouraged to do this again. Wow. That's a great word. It's a great word. And Dallas is a dear friend of mine. He's a he's true, true man of the Word of God. He works in a secular job, but he is someone who is always in the Word. So I love to see that testimony. And I was with him early on with all that. I just think in a point here I'd like to share, just recently I've been reading 1 Corinthians and came to 2 Corinthians yesterday in a verse out of second chapter, verse 7. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood, for if they had understood it, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. There was this verse here in verse 7, Mikey, the mystery of the wisdom of God before the ages, before the foundation of the earth, in one translation says, our glory. Mm. We always hear about God's glory. God started showing me I had this marvelous plan, our glory, together, and I never really thought about that. I love it. As a New Testament scholar, can you give me some insight more into that original? Well, this is a wonderful passage. I love any time we talk about the wisdom of God and the glory of God being revealed. I preached a message not long ago in Isaiah chapter 40 where it talks about the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, and that's preparing the way of Jesus Christ coming. And that corresponds with what's going on in the New Testament with John the Baptist, and he's the voice of the one crying out. But what he was revealing in that moment was the glory of God in the flesh. It was the Word of God that put on flesh, which was the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the glory of God was shown. Jesus in Colossians chapter 15, he's the image of the invisible God. If you want to talk about what's visible and what's glorious and the glory in the flesh, it's the person of Jesus Christ. But the incredible thing that the writer of Corinthians, 
the Apostle Paul, what he was saying to so many people is that that glory that Christ has is now being represented in all of us who are believers, and we are being transformed from one glory to the next in this <laughs> life and also into eternal life. You know, sometimes, as you mentioned a moment ago, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Yes, and he just started confirming that in my heart. Amen. And this joy just started overflowing. Amen. And that's what we find when we spend time and reflect and pray and seek God. And it's beautiful. So I, I thank you so much for having a heart to get people into the Word and so important in today. I mean, there's so many thought today in our culture. You know, there's all kinds of ideas and philosophies and, and whatever. It's easy even for Christians to allow the, the winds to sway us. But we have a steadfast hope in Christ, our glory, as you mentioned, and a relationship that is so beautiful. He's given us his word to know how to live and function in this life. I I love when I hear Adrian Rogers, of course, you know, he's been passed now for over 15 years, but his message is the word of God, and the word of God is still so alive, obviously. He's talked many times about taking the newspaper, and, you know, you can put it side by side with the Bible. And so we don't have to get all wrapped up and addicted to Fox News. I mean, just saturate ourselves in God's Word. That's exactly right. Um, I think for too long we have abandoned or neglected or avoided the Word of God. Maybe we're afraid of it in some ways, or maybe we have our own focuses in this life. Maybe we could call them even idols, and we miss what God has shown us through the Word of God. And for me, the Bible has the power to save. It has the power to sanctify. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Aww. So the Word of God is powerful for all these things. But I always try to tell people this. In John chapter 1, it says so clearly, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. You cannot separate Jesus Christ from his word. And so if we want Christ in our lives, if we want Christ to reign in our lives, we have to be in the word of God. He has already spoken to us. We don't need to look for the new revelation. We need to look back to what the perfect revelation is and live on that eternal word. The Bible says so clearly, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God remains forever. It's eternal. We're actually, when we pick up the Bible and read it, we're dealing with an eternal doctrine. It is finished Bible challenge. How can I take the challenge? Oh, I love it. So you can sign up at itisfinished2022.com. When you go to the website, you're going to see testimonials. You're going to see ways to connect with us. We've got social media, hyperlinks, things like that, that we'd love to connect with you on. But then there's a place. Here's where I want to accept the challenge. And as soon as you put your information in there, which is all kept discreet, we all that's very confident stuff. As soon as you do that, you'll get an email, and it'll say, thank you for taking the challenge. And then it'll show you some ways to do that, how to best take yeah. care of the challenge, yeah, right. to do it well. Okay. And then also, you'll get the reading plan. So all that will be sent to you as soon as you sign up. And what's that web address again? It is finished 2022com It is finished 2022com is the website, friend. Please go to it. Take the challenge. Let's get into God's Word together. Dr. Mikey Mewborn, thank you so much for this time. I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Mid-South Viewpoint is people telling God-sized stories from all walks of life. Mid-South Viewpoint. Listen Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 3 p.m. on AM640 or anytime with the Bot Radio Network mobile app or on Spotify and iTunes podcast. 